What's up, what's up, what's up? This is your girl, Jenny Calhoun and... Keita. Key from the 313. And this is Keys, Keys for, for the, the New, new age. age. All right, family. Tonight's topic is something a little heavy and kind of close to our hearts. Um, we, 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 you know, we keep it light, we keep it funny and we want you to have a good time, but we also want to make sure that you are getting those keys that are going to help to liberate you. And it makes no sense for us to have a conversation and us not to talk about the stuff that really impacts our lives. So tonight we are going to dive deep. And we're going to talk about toxic relationships, how to recognize Mm. if you're in the toxic environment and how to remove yourself from toxic environments, how to recognize if you're in a toxic relationship with yourself, how to recognize Mm. if you're in a toxic relationship with a loved one or a friend or you know what I'm saying? Are you in a work environment and it's toxic and what you need to do Mm -hmm. in order to liberate yourself from that? We about to give you some real keys tonight. To go ahead and take your peace of mind back and to protect your energy. Okay. We ready to give you your freedom. Okay. We give me your freedom papers tonight. Yes. And it's so necessary because I'm realizing that a lot of people are dealing with mental health illnesses. And it has become so prevalent in the black community. But we haven't discussed it enough. So that we can start dealing with it. I've noticed that this weekend there was a young brother who committed suicide. And there was a, a couple other people that were on my timeline. Men that were talking about trying to kill themselves. And and it's like, you know, it's a lot of pressure in this world. And we have not been properly educated on coping mechanisms and resources uh, that are out there for people with mental health issues in the black community. People just tell you, you just need to pray or right, go, to go to church, church or, uh, you know what I mean? Drink, smoke, drink, one, smoke yeah, let's chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let, listen to some music. But you know, therapy, there is nothing wrong with going to therapy. Not therapy not. has saved so many people's lives. Ther- me going to therapy taught me coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And it helped me to be able to implement them in my life in all areas of my life and going to therapy doesn't mean that you're crazy or seeing a psychiatrist doesn't mean you're insane it means that you're sane enough to recognize you that you need some help yeah. and that's just right. it something is going on and sometimes it's some coping mechanisms you can learn but sometimes it's a chemical imbalance and you yeah. may need a little help with some medicines or some herbs or something that can help balance things out for you you know what I mean and sometimes it's just some traumas that you have gone through sometimes it's just some traumas that you have gone through um, that have been laying dormant that you've never worked through mm. and so you're dealing with some adverse childhood experiences as an adult and they're rearing their ugly heads in your relationships and causing you to slip into depression where you're not going to work and you're not showering and taking care of yourself. And it's real. And people, it's it's harder for them to recognize it when a man is going through it because a man may not be as vocal about it. You might be saying, oh, he's just a loner. Oh, you know how he gets sometimes. Or even certain women. They get shunned, like, especially women without children and stuff like that. And like, well, what you going through? You ain't got no kids. What? Why Why are you acting like that? 
You you should have all the time in the world. Well, my job is is draining me. Is what what you you all you gotta do is work and go home. You ain't gotta worry about taking care of this, take care of that. People gotta understand like. You can go on a job eight hours and do heavy lifting mm-hmm. and pressing and working in a plant. That's just as draining as you going to sit down at a computer and doing a lot of stuff mentally. Mm-hmm. All that is draining. Mental exhaustion is real. It, that stuff is real. It's you real. Don't and sometimes it's tired. worse than physical exhaustion. Because exactly. like you said, yeah. you don't know when you're tired. And when you're physically exhausted, you can go to sleep and you'll wake up and you're okay. With mental exhaustion, just going to sleep doesn't relieve you being mentally right. exhausted. Sometimes you need a self-care day or even a self-care week where you're not doing anything and you're allowing yourself to, you, you kind of like get your get energy clarity, back. Yeah. yeah, get some clarity. Your mind is foggy. So we're going we gonna to hit on all that tonight, okay? Now, it might be a couple laughs in there. Y'all know how we do. But, you know, we really, we really want to hone in on and talk about, you know, toxic relationships and toxic behaviors, you know? How to actually spot them within other people and within yourself, you know? So, let's, let's get into it. So, here's number one. How to recognize if you are in a toxic environment. Mm. So, for me, one of the first things that I notice when I'm in a toxic environment is I'm drained. I don't have any energy or if I'm if I'm in a relationship and I'm talking to somebody or friend or something when I'm done with them I feel physically and emotionally drained and sometimes mentally drained. That's the first sign for me. I'm like, "Oh, something is off balance here." Because when you're in a relationship with someone or you're talking to them, you all are exchanging energy. You should be when mm-hmm. everything is going as is. It should be a back and forth exchange of energy and nobody should be taking more than the other person. And so you won't feel drained cuz you're always giving and receiving. It's a good flow. But when you're in a relationship, with a toxic person, one person would be giving out more than the other, which will cause you to feel drained. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I actually have a story for that. You do? Oh, I did. Okay. Yes. Okay. And this story was told to me. So I'm sharing it with you all. Um, basically, it's this couple. And every day, they go out with two water bottles. They meet up throughout the day. And for some strange reason, one of them will tell the other, hey, I'm a little low on mine. Let me get let me get some of yours. Of course, they partners, no problem here. You can have some of mine. Then, you know, they go off, go back to work, do their thing. Later on, they meet up again, you know, around like a little lunchtime. One of them got a little bit less again. So, hey, give me some of your water. Okay, no problem, you know. To the point where they like, hold up. Why am I always pouring this water into your water bottle? Come to find out the partner had a hole in their bottle. Mm. So this whole time in this whole partnership, one is just pouring into one. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole time, that, bo- that water bottle would never be filled mm-hmm. because of that hole. Mm-hmm. Baby, you got to get you in the water bottle. Mm-hmm. That that story was told to me, and I was like, "Dang, you know that's that's kind of deep." Like, mm-hmm. it the simplest things can be made deep, but that's true. While I'm trying to keep pouring in you, you draining me. 
Yeah, and, and your and your water bottle is it has a hole in it. Or like you ever been talking to somebody and or or you you coming in, they having a conversation with you, and every time you're telling a story about yourself, they insert themselves in it mm-hmm. and they start talking about whatever it is, their life story and all of that other stuff. And it's every time, not once or twice, but every time you all have a conversation. So during your relationship, you spend ninety nine percent of the time listening to what they have going on but never able being really being able to speak that's draining yes that's draining and that's unequal that's being unequally yoked because that person is taking they want the attention see energy is attention energy flows where attention goes and if somebody is always siphoning your attention on them then they're trying to take your energy and it may be conscious or unconscious but it's happening and so when you're in situations like that you gotta recognize it first you know be mindful so if every time you with them you like dang i can't get a word in edgewise dang Mm -hmm. i'm tired dang i feel exhausted and we ain't do nothing but sit down and have a conversation and i feel like i done went and worked out that's a problem that's your first red flag so is there something else that you feel kind of when you're in a toxic environment, something else you kind of recognize. I mean, it goes hand in hand with draining. When you you feel upbeat, ready to go, ready to either talk to that person or go to work or you know wherever that environment is, and then as soon as you get there, it's like a dark cloud just come over you. Like what? 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 I was just feeling good. I was. I was just. I, I used to get to work and. I would feel, you know, because, you know, you listen to music. You, you pump yeah, yourself you up to go up. make that money. Yeah. And then as soon as I get to my desk within 10 minutes, it's like, man, I need some coffee. I just immediately get sleepy. Like, or or mean with certain people. It's like, I don't even want to deal with this person. Like, what if they, what if they just start doing this? What if they say this? It's like, oh, my goodness. you That's that's toxic right there. It's like, you know, your your spirit knows I'm about to go into a toxic situation. So automatically it it, it hones up, it jumps up, it it get it tightens up. Mm-hmm. It tightens up. That so, sounds like anxiety. Yeah, so you saying that being in a toxic environment could cause you to feel depressed or anxious. Yeah. I mean, I've even sure. heard cases where people have become physically ill because of them being in a toxic environment where they're getting headaches when they're going in places or they're around certain people breaking out. or breaking out or having panic attacks you know what i mean those are all red flags flag mm-hmm. on the play flag on the play that's when you stop and you have to assess the situation and figure out hold up hey Something is not right here. I shouldn't be feeling physically ill when I come to this place or when I'm with this person. And it's happening every time. This isn't a one-off. So I need to reassess and figure out, is this the right environment for me? And that doesn't necessarily mean that the person is a bad person or the environment is a bad environment per se. It just may be toxic to you. you. Right, right. You for some reason your sinus is always acting up at this one particular <laughs> location. You got the sniffles. That, hey, hey, you gotta you gotta look at that. Why are you popping Zyrtex at six o'clock in the morning every other day and it ain't even a seasonal allergies and nothing going on? It's just you gotta go to work today. Like, come mm-hmm. on, that's just that's just too much. Mm-hmm. 
And you with that managing your energy, yes, y'all better go back and listen. You gotta know when to say when. Okay, like this is enough. Like I'm, I'm scratching and I'm itching every day. I'm coming home to my significant other. I'm complaining to them. They tired of me hearing this, or even your friend. Your friend tired of you talk about this one particular place, job, friend. Eventually, they're gonna be like, hey, look, maybe you should try to move around. You know, do what you can do. Like, like, like you just said, address it so you can, you know, move around. It doesn't have to necessarily mean that that person is bad or they just ill or anything like that. It's just they're toxic towards you or what your goal is or what your destiny is. Some people, they not they not a bad person. It's just they not conducive to what you got going on. Mm-hmm. And it may be some stuff that they have unresolved. And you got to be mindful of those subtle cues. Because sometimes people will have you around and they really don't like you. Mm. They really feel some kind of way about you. They jealous of you or whatever it is. But they feel like they can get something from you. So pay attention to the subtle cues. One of them is, are you feeling drained when you're around them? What are the things that they say, you know, in passing? The little snide remarks that they make. Pay attention to the backhand compliments. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to that stuff because that's showing how that person really feels. Like if they were like, oh, you know you rich or oh 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 yeah you can do this you because you know you got parents that help you i ain't got all of that and you're Ooh, like whoa yeah. where did this come from like, you know you where's this you know you like you that. don't know what it's like you ain't got no kids you don't know Ooh. what it's like you know what i mean just pay attention to these backhanded remarks that people are making because sometimes people will i mean they will be like your appear to be like your ride or die until something happens to where they feel like they got some sort of one up on you in mm. some way. And then that's when you'll really find out if that person is for you or not. Mm. How they show up in your life when they feel like they got something a little bit more than you is how they truly feel about you have you ever been in an argument with somebody and y'all a heated debate y'all mad it's one of your friends and something slips out of their mouth and you like whoa uh-uh. tell me how you really feel exactly where did this come from man we ain't even having this conversation but this is popping up okay take note of that stuff be mindful of that because what they're doing is telling you what they've been thinking yeah, yep. and how they feel so you need to be mindful of that and sometimes people have a hard time in conflict addressing conflict we know that one of the things that we're working on as a community is communication mm-hmm. number two you know what i mean making sure we communicate so they may be in that place where they're working through it so if they mm-hmm. do it don't automatically think oh this person is toxic pay attention to everything you know what i'm saying measure the whole relationship so you can determine okay are they just having a tough time really communicating how they feel or are they toxic as hell or are you, do you just need to be told the truth? Because you need to assess that too. Because sometimes your friends can be just telling you stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, no, nah, they toxic. They always negative. No. 
you need to leave such and such alone or mm-hmm. no you need to go ahead and move around that's not what's best for you mm-hmm. and that's that on that and that's different than being toxic and that's totally some of y'all different. just hard-headed and don't yeah. want to hear that y'all want a bunch of yes people around you right. and if people are always telling you yeah girl mm-hmm, those people not your friends you know what i mean because <laughs> the, no for real you gotta have people that are going to they gonna praise you and they gonna ride with you they but they gonna hold you, you accountable yeah. and that's important you know what I'm saying? We already know it's cool to be corrected. It's okay to learn and grow. So you got to be able to differentiate between when you being corrected or when you just in a toxic environment or toxic relationship with somebody. Yeah, your toxic friends. Like, nah, bruh. Why every time I come around you, we got to talk about the same thing. And then it's just draining me. Like, you ain't got nothing positive going on or nothing positive to say to me. Like, dang. Mm-hmm. And... Or you said you hit on something. You you hit on something. You ain't got nothing positive going on. That's another way people drain your energy, sis. Mm -hmm. Because every time they come to you, you call them. It's always a whole bunch of drama every time. (laughs) Like you only call me when your life is falling apart. You don't never call me and share your wins and your successes. It's always an emergency and a meltdown. And then when everything is going good in your life, I don't hear from you for months. Yeah, something ain't right with that. That's toxic. You ever dealt with somebody like that? I feel like I have. But me... Let me tell you something. Especially about backhanded compliments. Let me me be clear. Because I say live a lot. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I see you got your little head though. Oh, I see you got your little damn stuff. Yeah, but that's just me. Yeah. So you again, that's one of the things when you gotta know your friend. Mm-hmm. You gotta know who they are. I say little all the time. So mm-hmm. if you don't know me, then yeah, you might be like ah, she trying to be funny or something like that. Mm-hmm. But my friends be like, no, believe it or not, that's just her. She just mm-hmm. say for some reason her go to word is little. Mm-hmm. But. If you uh, you won't hear me, just be like, oh, mm, you got you a shirt. That's uh, when you, you, you and I wouldn't even say little. I was just like, oh, you got you a, a shirt. That's when you be like, oh, what you trying to be funny? What's up? So you said you need to pay attention to the tone. The tone. And the intention. Yeah. Because sometimes somebody might say something, but the intention is not bad. And you can feel that. Like yeah. when you connect it, you know, in tune, you can feel like, oh, that felt like shade. Yes, you can. You can definitely. That like, felt kind of shady. shady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I rock with you. I follow. I follow. Yeah. I remember one time, one time I, I was giving my friend a compliment, but I was like, where you get that sweater from Walmart? And of course she was like, you trying to be funny? But me being the person that I am, I knew that she sometimes thrifts. She goes to do mm-hmm. it. So to me, you getting a sweater from Walmart wouldn't be like a bad thing because yeah. you you do that. Now I know you can afford which you have different clothes, shoes, bags, high price stuff. Mm-hmm. So to me, saying it to you is like you just got a sweater from Walmart. Well, you know yeah. it is what it is. But. Sometimes receiving it, being on the receiving, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you trying to be funny? You trying to say mm-hmm. I, I have to, I have to shop at Walmart? But that sounds like that's an inner insecurity. You gotta watch that. Yeah. So sometimes that's another thing. So you gotta be mindful. Don't just automatically assume that it's a toxic relationship. That's why 
Communication. We gonna hit on that one it a lot rules, tonight. It it's nation. so important. It's important. Yes. Yeah. So another thing I noticed that in the toxic relationships, have you ever just been some around people and you feel kind of disconnected from yourself? Like you ain't really just you was around them, but you didn't even just feel like you could be yourself around them. Like you was either walking on eggshells, or you was like, "Oh, I, let me not say this; it's gonna be a problem." Or you know what I'm saying? Or let me be somebody different today because if I if I really am who I am, then it's gonna cause some sort of an issue. To me, that's a a huge red flag. If I can't be me, if I'm disconnected from who I am, yeah. But that person, you, how do you disconnect from your mama? Like, I think it's not disconnected from your mom. I think setting healthy boundaries is important. Yeah. When you're dealing with family. So with, with friends, you can be like, oh, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. A job, you can be like, oh, I'm going to quit this job. Yeah. A relationship, you know what I'm saying? You can be like, oh, this is not the partner for me. But with your family... You know, you can't divorce your family. And people be like, oh, I don't deal with my family and stuff like that. But family is so important because that's part of the fabric of who we are. Mm -hmm. But you have got to learn how to set healthy boundaries. And I believe that once you learn how to set healthy boundaries within your family dynamic, when you go out in the world, now you've created that. So people don't even come to you with the same stuff that you're dealing with within your family and dynamic because you've already created them boundaries in your life. You see what I'm saying? So how do you go about actually creating those? Like, how do you come to your mom and be like, my, you know, especially if they already, if you have a toxic parent, they not going to want to hear it anyway. Mm-hmm. They, they, they toxic. Like, and, and you see that in them. And, and, and I, again, it's not from a judgmental point of view. It's just, oh, look, mom, you, you, I, I feel some type of way when I'm trying to talk to you about this. Or I notice some things that you do is just not right. Nah, I'm not saying you say that to your mom, but you 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 no, fit, well, you that's what you do game. say that. No, you do say for me. I do say that I have those conversations with my mom or with my dad about how I feel and what I'm thinking. But I've come to this place where I also realize that I cannot change them. The only thing that I can do is change me in the situation. And just like my parents know me, I know them. So I know when they're getting ready to start. I know what is their trigger, what's going to get them to going off or nitpicking or saying stuff to me. And then I know what my threshold is. I know how much of they stuff that I can take before I'm at my breaking point. So what I'll do is disconnect before I get there. So I might like, let's say we on the phone and I'm talking to my mama and she start because my mama has this personality. I love her. That's one of my best friends. That's my girl. But she has this interrogator personality. That's just part of who she is. She wants to be all up in the business to kind of like pick it apart. What you doing? What you doing? So she can find a flaw in something that I'm doing. And be like, you know, you don't need to be doing that. Well, why you do that? Did you pay your tithes today? Well, you know, if you don't pay just so she can lecture me. So when I feel her starting up that little interrogating part, I change the subject. Or I be like, hey, mom, let me call you right back. Such and such just came in. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, mom, let me get you up. All right, I love you. I'm going to talk to you later, all right? I cut the conversation short so she can't even start up and go into something you see what i'm saying and then if i forget to cut the conversation short because i do sometimes forget and she catch me and i get all mad i once i realize that i'm angry and i'm going back and forth i'm like oh 
All right, let me get off this phone because I'm on 10 right now and I'll let you take me out of my place. Or I have conversations like, look, I don't like it when you say this to me. It does not work for me. And I understand that this is your parenting style. You got more than one child. And so you parent each one of us different. But what you do for Philip or for Riri, that don't work for me. So this is what I need for if you want us to have a harmonious relationship. And if they be like, girl, I ain't trying to hear that. Right, yeah. What did you do when they? I, 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 I don't even want to talk about this. Cause you, I don't even want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Then what? Cause then, then it's like I came to you on some like, come on, let's let's come together, let's have kumbaya. Mm-hmm. But they just because a lot of times they d- still dealing with their own traumas. It, it, so when you come saying, "Hey, my or dad, you make me feel like this." Oh, now they. I feel like sometimes when you talk to a parent. And you telling them, well, this is how you make me feel, or this is this. They feel attacked, like you said, mm-hmm. you're a bad parent because Girl, I don't feel like they. this. Like, no, nah, bro, I didn't I even, even go all the way there. Because if I say something to my mama, she does that to me. Uh, yeah. She be like, oh, so I'm a bad parent. I'm like, you dramatic because I didn't Too even fun. say that. You just Too being fun. extra dramatic. And nobody say you was a bad parent and all the stuff you sacrificed didn't matter. Bruh. But you feel like, but I also feel like to me, and this is just with me and my relationship, I feel like a little bit of that is manipulation. I just feel like yeah, that little, a yeah. little bit of that is manipulation. Yeah. And because I recognize that, I just, you, some of the stuff I just be like, all right, my bye, I'm not even finna do this today. Or I laugh. And then because I know, I, I know that sometimes you know how I am. I'm, I'm really in tune and I have a close personal relationship with God. And I know that sometimes the enemy will pick the closest people to us to work to work mm-hmm. through to try to get to us so if she really going and she trying to pick my buttons i'm like satan i rebuke you in the name of jesus not today you ain't gonna use my mama that. on the phone i did one day girl oh. i said i rebuke you in the name of jesus satan you ain't gonna use my mama today not today i got joy she said uh, and then she bust out laughing and then we both just bust out laughing and laughter raises the energy and that it was does. the end of that it does Cause she like, girl, you crazy. Something wrong with you. Girl, my mama tried to cry to stop me with my sister. <laughs> when I tell you, we was rolling. Like, uh, first of all, I laugh at the worst moments anyway. So after she went to hospital, do you think I want to see my two daughters just arguing and fighting all the time? And I just looked at her. And then I started chuckling. And then once I get to going, I'm gone. So I'm laughing. And then my sister started laughing. And then finally my mama started laughing. Like, bro, come on. Come on with the dramatics, <laughs> bro. Like, hey, don't even do that. Don't even do that. Especially with me. Like, let's keep it one thunder. But did y'all stop arguing? We had already been stopped arguing. But it's like one of the things where, again, that goes back to communication. And... I love my, my parents and I love my sisters to death. But to me, that is a toxic relationship. That's a toxic environment. Um, especially with me and my sister. We still working through that. Mm-hmm. But as far as my mom goes, it's like when we were fussing and fighting, me and my sister physically fought. Mm-hmm. When we were fighting, you didn't stop it then. Mm-hmm. Now that we're adults, you sitting up here crying to us about, oh, I don't want to see this. Da, da, da. It's funny to us because it's like, man, you, you being dramatic uh-huh. because when you had time to really get in our ass, you didn't. Uh-huh. And if you felt like you did, 
you, it was ineffective. It, 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 it wasn't effective. So you didn't try another method. You didn't. Mm-hmm. What, what was your approach? So now it's like it is what it is. Yeah. Only we can kind of fix that relationship mm-hmm. now. So me being the person that I am for my piece, and I know and everybody, and I hear it all the time, that's your sister. What if something happened? Duh, you know, you you don't want to end that relationship bad. Then I take that up with God. God, you gonna have to do it because you you know me. You know your child. That's the only thing you That's can, all do, I can do. If it's beyond you, some stuff is above you. But like he said it's above you now. Me. It's above you now. It's if it's above, above you, then the only thing you can do is be like, look, God, I want to have a good relationship with my sister, and I know that only God can change a man's heart. So Lord, I need you to change mine and hers too. Because yeah. we need some we need some divine intervention. Yeah. And that's and it's funny, but it's real. Yeah, you know that's I mean? all. Yeah, that's, yeah, just that's all you can. He'll be do. trying to be fake and be like, "Oh, well, you can just." No, sometimes you need to pray. Yeah. And you need to get some assistance because it's big. It's bigger than you because some of those issues that y'all arguing about, y'all having surface arguments, but it's some underlying stuff. And that's that, what and, I and you may not know what it is that is in you that's causing her to have underlying issues, and she may not know what it is that's going on in her that's causing you to have underlying issues. So y'all arguing about this surface stuff, but really it's some adverse childhood experiences that y'all still exactly. arguing about. Exactly. And then for me, for my family, it's more so a well, you know she ain't gonna apologize. Well, you know this, so you should no. So like y'all don't excuses. keep that stuff going. Perpetuating the toxic yeah, environment. Somebody gotta cut it toxic off. Toxic behavior. Somebody gotta cut it off. And 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 I, I, I God forbid, I don't want anything to happen to my sister. I, I pray, you know, for her all the time. You know, God make sure she's safe, keep her out yeah. of harm's way. But when they say that stuff, it comes across real harsh. But it's 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 honest. I'm just being honest. I'm, I say, well, that's what God wanted. I can't fault him for that. Like, that's how much at peace I am with the situation. But like, you're saying that now and it hasn't happened. So you don't know how you truly are going to feel in that situation. You see what I'm saying? You that's can say I that now. Him, but yeah, that's why the only thing you can do is just truly pray and work it out. And sometimes you need counseling. Like, I am such an advocate for family counseling. Like, y'all need to bring somebody in to work through some of the stuff. Because a lot of it is deeper than y'all will ever be able to work through on your own. And so, just like I think you should go to see a therapist on an individual basis, some family therapy is necessary. Not me. She's just saying you in general. But I'm just saying... So, you're saying um, you can't go to family therapy? I can go, but I ain't gonna initiate. I'm good over here. I'm, I said we good over here. <laughs> Days love. I'm good, like for real. <laughs> it, like I said, I, you I know did. What? My I had part, a time. I, prayed. I, prayed. I had a time where for a year I didn't talk to my brother because we had gotten into a fight mm-hmm. as a adults, and I don't like that. Don't hit me. All of that stuff. That's and so what happened. for she a whole know. year we did not talk. But that was it. But during that year, I'm talking about I was in prayer for him because I was so mad. I was through where we was living in the same house and I didn't speak. You know what I mean? It was just done. But I kept praying and I know my mama prayed. I know my grandparents prayed. But I just kept praying for him and I kept praying for me and I kept praying um, that God would protect him, that he would guide him, the same things that you were doing. And then I opened up my heart. I used to pray. I said, God, just opened up my heart. Open up my heart. Don't let my heart turn cold uh, towards my brother. And so I still I started talking back to him. And we just, we both started talking. And we just started to kind of heal and mend our relationship. Is it perfect? You know what? It's perfect for us. 
it is perfect for us. Nobody else may understand how we relate and how we build, but I know one thing for sure that my brother always got my back and I always have his. Oh, and that's sure. important. That's that's, that's important. I mean, we don't have to talk mm-hmm. every day on the phone and we ain't got to go to each other's houses and be around each other all the time. But I know if I need something, my brother's going to be there. And if he needs something, I'm there too. And we'll, uh, we'll mm. burn this city down for each other. Yeah, and likewise, that's how I feel about my sister. Anything, I mean, I mean, certain stuff goes without saying, but as far as like how certain, like it ain't no Vanessa and Angela Simmons going on over here. But even they had a hard time. If you recognize, remember, even they they had a little bit of a hard time. They ain't like how we are. (laughs) We, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh. But that Me, might just but, mean y'all y'all personalities don't resonate for y'all to be friends, but y'all sisters. Yeah, if anything happens, like of course I got her back. She got my back. That, like I said, some stuff goes without saying. It's just that I'm good over here, and we good. So when would she want to talk? If she called me right now, I'm pick up the phone and talk to her. But it ain't like I'm like, hey, let me call my sister today. Nah, I'm good. If she want to call and talk to me, then I'll call and talk to her. If I call my sister, I don't call my sister. I FaceTime her, and I FaceTime her because I be wanting to see my nephew. I love mm-hmm. my nephew to death. My nephew loves me to death. That's, see? That's my homie. That's my dog. So, it is what it is. Moving right along. But, that, I mean, that really goes to, you know, being in a toxic relationship in a toxic environment. You can love people from at a distance. And then once you know, y'all assess certain situations and yeah, counseling is good. Then y'all come back together and then y'all can form something and be better at it. But if you ta- if you need that time, take that time. And during that time, like you said, pray about it. During my time, I'm praying about it. So God gonna have to, you know, do what he do. And we'll probably uh-huh. get back to talking and all that. We we talk more than what we used to talk. So, so that's it's just step. taking a little bit it's of time. Just, yeah. Little by little. Yeah, it's been like three years. So I'm moving right along. Oh, um, Lord. The next step, toxic relationships. <laughs> Feeling defensive. You ever been somewhere you just feel like you on guard all the time? Like you always got to defend. Your, don't look at me like that. Uh-huh. I wish y'all could see her face right now. If you would have just seen, like she just had to prove a point. Just feeling it defensive. Just, flowed, just the right, just you, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Feeling defensive, like you on guard, like you can't be yourself around yeah. that person or in that particular environment. That's a sign that it's toxic to you, and so y'all need to communicate, talk about it, and if that does and fix it then you might need to move around a little bit and create some space or create a different you know what i'm saying you can change the environment you know what i mean that you're in because you can change how you show up my aunties yeah, always tell you me can. you can't change people you can only change how you are receiving it and how you are showing up yeah. and so change how you showing up in the environment and that can change everything or in a relationship some people i just had to distance myself from and i felt i've been feeling kind of bad about it the here lately this week i'm like dang god and distance myself from a lot of folks i didn't get closer to a lot of people but i distance myself from a lot of people and it's like that doesn't mean that i don't love them i love them i wish them well but good lord they were stressing me out 
Damn. Good Lord, they was draining my energy in one way or another, and it was just too much. And it's like, I don't have the energy to be arguing with you, going mm. back and forth with you consistently. And I just don't, that disrespect stuff just don't resonate well with me. And it's just like, we're going to continue to have an issue. And so I just want to move around and create some space. Because I can't, I can't, if I feel like I'm in a relationship where I'm on guard or I feel like I can't breathe or I can't speak and, and it's like walking on eggshells, I don't want it. Cause you know, I'm kind of, I'm from Michigan, you know, y'all we from Detroit. And so sometimes we say, and I'm Jamaican, so we kind of blunt and we'll say yeah. stuff and people tend to sometimes be in their feelings a little bit and mm-hmm. they'll receive it and then they'll blow it out of proportion. I'm like okay I didn't really mean it like that but you didn't already responded before you asked me okay what was your intention yeah you know what I'm saying yeah and then that caused a whole a whole thing but Uh that goes back to what communicate not knowing how to communicate what was your intention when you You said this sis what did you mean what do you mean by this you know know, that's important just to be clear to clarify before I respond to death yeah. Well, what you mean by that? Well, what, well, what you trying to say? Well, I will keep asking questions so mm-hmm. I know because uh, I'm an overthinker, so sh- make it plain to me. Honey. Yeah, so you can respond accordingly because mm-hmm. you don't want to be over responding and you don't want to under respond. You want to make sure we on the same level. We on the same page. We in the same conversation. Okay. All right. Same paragraph. Now. In another toxic relationship, I want to talk about how you can recognize you're in a toxic relationship with an intimate partner. partner yes. Yes. Because domestic violence is real, y'all. It, it and is. people are losing their lives every day or and 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 they're losing their souls cuz what I'm recognizing is that even if they you're not killed due to domestic violence, a little piece of your soul is being chipped away every single day. Every single time your voice is silenced, every time you're being beaten and battered, your soul is being chipped away. And it's like that other person is trying to possess your soul for real. And they think that they own you and they can abuse you in that way. And so it's important to recognize those signs early because i don't think that people just start coming in a relationship hey how you doing boom Boom. i'm gonna punch you in the eye i I think you know i think it escalates over time and so it's important that we recognize what's going on or who somebody is in the beginning and don't just be making excuses so many people make excuses Oh, he just had a rough day. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have said that. What you got a story for us? You are. No. Let's go. Let me tell you, certain certain things I feel like we learn early on. And some people, they don't. I'm not going to say get the chance to. Because it's certain lessons you don't want to learn at all. Mm-hmm. You, I, you Certain things you just really want to be told like hey you kind of want to watch out for this mm-hmm. when i was in high school it was senior year, so i was about to graduate i was almost an adult at the time i was in a relationship and me and him would kind of like play rough each other up but this particular day like dude was like really rough and this fool he put me in this chris benoit mood what? Now, now, all my wrestling fans know exactly what I'm talking about. Are you talking about the one where he pulled your head? Yes. Shut up! 
But you know I love WWF, WWE. Yes, me too. But dude, like, you always see it on TV. He pulled the forehead back. He sat on my back and, and pulled, pulled the forehead back. back. When I tell you that no. thing hurt, it hurts Did he so do it all bad. the way or did he? That thing hurt, bro, to the point where I'm like, I can't tap. Cause, cause that Detroit mentality well, kick in. I can't you. tap. I can't tap. But when I say it was hurting, my eyes was starting to get was watery. Was <laughs> he, he? I told him get off of me, right? So he he held on a little bit too long. So when he got up, I just I was so enraged that I got up and I blew his shit out. Now, for the people who not from Detroit, that means I got up and I really, like, drew back and really hit him with a haymaker, like, socked him really, really hard to the point where I didn't know my own strength. Like, my cousin and my mm-hmm. mama all, like, you heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. But when I connected, like, fear just hit me, like, ooh, girl. So I tried to play it off, like, oh, I told you to quit playing, dang. And lay on the couch, but in my head I'm thinking, oh god, I, I just <laughs> rock like y'all, I rock, dude. You hit him in the face. Hit him dead in the face, like that little yeah, jawbone, ladies. Uh, you know when we put our little contour, that bone right on top of the contour. Oh. I I rocked him. So he he ate it and he stood there like he zoned out. So I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what he about to do next. So he proceeds to come. And like I said, I'm laying on the arm of the couch, and dude choked me. Straight up just choked me. Like choked you out after the Chris Benoit? Yes. Now, I didn't pass out, but he had me like a fish out of water, like squirming, like dude choked me. And from there, of course, you know, you're in high school. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have have just rocked this shit like that. So, whatever. We shouldn't have been play fight. Fast forward, dude threw a hot egg roll in my face. I was about to stab him with a four. He didn't push me off of a park bench. My glasses flew off. Now, y- y'all know for the glasses wearing. When the glasses come off, it's a whole nother level of disrespect. Mm-hmm. So, again, escalating, escalating. For me, that lesson, as far as, like, putting your hands on one another, I got that at a younger age. Mm-hmm. So, now, at my age... I have the mentality, I got family, I got friends, close friends. I ain't got to arguments with them. Straight up, we in each other's face, a bruh, bag, back arguments. But I ain't never want to put my hands on them. Mm-hmm. You supposed to be my significant other, my man, the one who's supposed to protect me. Mm-hmm. If you don't want putting your hands on me, we don't need to be together. That means you can't communicate with me. Mm-hmm. If we can't communicate can't without putting our hands me. on each other, we don't need we don't need to be together. You can't protect me, and you gotta pay attention. I know when I started, um, just being out here dating and stuff, I've had a guy tell me, "You must want me to beat you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were arguing. We had been arguing, you know, for a couple of days, just going back and forth. And I guess he had went to one of his older, you know, mentors, and I guess that was some of the advice that he received. Because I'm it, this domestic violence stuff run deep, so he received the advice that he needed to beat me. So he comes to my house and he's like, he's so he didn't. I, I think he was kind of unsure about it, and he was like, exactly right. I think he was kind of unsure about it, so he was like, uh, you must want me to beat you. And when he said that to me, 
at that moment, I knew that how our relationship went would go would be contingent upon how I responded. Now, if I responded fearful, like, oh, please don't hit me. Oh, please don't. Then that was like, all right. She is the one. She gained for this. Right. I can hit her. But how I responded, it was so weird because something came. It was probably the Jamaican crazy came over me. And I'm nah, just like, look, bruh, you can hit me if you want to. If you want to hit me, you can hit me. But somebody is leaving in a body bag and somebody else is leaving in handcuffs. Now, the thing is now, and I'm talking to him in this tone. Now, the thing is, I don't know who is who. But I'm telling you right now, somebody leaving in a body bag. Yeah. And somebody leaving in handcuffs. Yeah. Period. Don't don't hit me, bro, because just like dude, in my head... When I socked him, I was like, oh, snap, this this about to mm-hmm. go down. It wasn't, oh, he about to really beat me. It was, oh, get ready to fight. Yeah, because I'm thinking you trying to kill me. I don't care, point. a little push, a little shut. All that stuff has me thinking, okay, this person is about to try to kill you me. Mean, yeah. And I need to fight for my life. It's that whole fight or flight thing clicks in for me and it's like hold up something is not right but I also knew we that that relationship wasn't gonna work because he said that but he just said it now other men will do stuff like push you or be like I'm gonna beat your ass or you must you know what I'm saying or they you know what I'm saying you know say different things I think they be starting with pushing and you know what I'm yeah, saying or choking or grabbing you up and hemming you up like I had this guy uh hem me up because He wanted to go to this event with me. He couldn't go with me for whatever reason. And he was, and I was kind of taking my time. You know what I mean? For him to go. Like, I didn't want him to go with me. He was trying to force himself to go to see what I was doing. So I was taking my time getting dressed, running out the clock because I know he had somewhere he needed to be. And so when he finally seen me get all dressed up, he he noticed that he wasn't going to be able to go. He started to get angry. So then he starts picking a fight with me about my lipstick. Mm. Where you going with that lipstick on, or what that makeup on? Why you? Where are you going with that? Who 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 you trying to get fine for? Who you trying to look good for? Are these niggas da 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 da? He started talking like that, and I was like, "What?" Then he grabs me by my collar, and he hems me up. And so when he does that, I'm like, "Uh uh uh uh, I am a delicate flower." Don't hit me. Don't grab on me like that. I'm not. Don't. Don't. Are you trying to beat me? Like just with the grab up with the hem up. Uh, 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 uh. We not going to do that. No, no, yeah. no. That hem up. And then he, he got mad and he left. And then his whole thing was, I was grabbing you in a romantic way. No, you weren't. No. Um, that wasn't romantic. Um, that was he was like it was sexually aggressive is what he said i was being sexually aggressive that wasn't sexually aggressive sir you were upset and see i knew what was you were upset so you got mad and you wanted to be able to control or to dominate me when you realized that you couldn't you wanted to grab me up hit me up and instill some sort of fear in me that you gotta watch for that. That is a sign. You see what I'm saying? They make little comments. I should kick you in your face, or I should choke you. I should push you down these steps. Because what they're saying is, ooh, I, this could possibly happen. 
and it's on my mind to do this this to to you. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about doing this to you. That's something wrong with that person. If they're thinking about doing, and and people be like, oh, he just overprotective. No, they're not overprotective. They're abusive. And there is a difference. Like me and all my cousins say, and then your ass gonna wake up. Come on. You do that to me and you gonna wake up. Now, where you wake up is gonna be a different story. But you, yo, that's gonna be your action and then you gonna wake up. Cause you ain't gonna know what happened. Exactly. Cause trust me. Like he said, somebody gonna leave out one way and the other gonna leave out another. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I put them acting skills to the test. Oh my God. No, like keep your hands to yourself. Period. Period. Again, if you cannot communicate with your significant other or anybody for that matter. Now, some people, you know, mm, but your significant other, especially if you cannot just have then a that's conversation. Not the partner for that's you. not the partner for you. I gotta go. And gotta, men are being abused go. too. I heard yeah, today yeah. that men are in abusive relationships and they don't eyes. say anything about it because they're embarrassed because they're like, we're men. I shouldn't be feeling like this. And this is heterosexual men and homosexual men yeah, in these relationships. Yeah, but they don't want to beat the woman. So it's like, I'm going to just let her hit me. But mm-hmm. no, let me tell you. Let me tell you a story about that. Mm-hmm. Again, seen it with my own eyes. My cousin, baby mama. She is tall, you know. She, well, I'm laughing. She she got she got she she lost weight, but she's tall and she's fight fight with her significant others, baby daddies, whoever. To the point where like we all like you need to stop fighting on them or you need to quit hitting them because you gonna come across somebody who ain't gonna care. Exactly. Well, that one day came and she tried to swing on the wrong dude and tried to beat him up. And unlike her other baby mamas, this dude lost his mind on her, stumped her out. Cause she hit him. She, she, yeah, she, cause, cause the dudes before was trying to restrain her and show restraint. So she thought she could keep getting away with that stuff. Like, no, keep your hands to yourself. Cause now you done met somebody who ain't playing. Who ain't playing. And ain't this got, dude and got so mad, he done stumped you out. Like, come on. And another thing, keep your hands off of people's property. Keep your hands off Ooh. of their cars. Keep your oh, hands off of people's mind. stuff because you cannot tell how somebody is going to, to react, react to you touching their stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? If your anger is so bad that you feel like you got to put your hands on somebody, you got to be fighting them, or you got to go damage their property, then you need to go to therapy. You need to seek yeah. some help because you need to start doing some work to cope with that anger because... No, that is not going to work at all. And let me tell you, and this goes for anybody, anybody listening to this, or if y'all want to share with your friends, family, please do. But when you in these relationships, if your significant other is hitting you, it is not your fault. Mm-hmm. We all get angry. We all get annoyed, urged, jealous, whatever. But to the point where somebody is putting their hands on you, you try you got to remove yourself from the situation because like we keep saying it will escalate it'll go from a grab of the arm to a push to a slap to a punch to pulling the hair to really doing some unimaginable stuff and you don't want to wait till it's too late if you see the signs and like like jenny said they'll do little stuff for say little stuff just to test you to see how far they can go with you what if i do this you ain't gonna say nothing if i do this now what if i do this no nah, bruh don't that's why i said that kick me in the face and all that stuff don't even play with me like that because i'm gonna tell you straight up 
baby. My daddy is in the military. I know how to put a gun together, take it apart, and shoot you very well. The only thing I don't got is the actual paperwork. I'm not playing them games. Like, don't even play with me like that. Don't don't threaten me like that. I can see if we playing like, shut up. I'm going to thump you on your little forehead. Something, something simple. But, but not I'ma kick you in your face. I'ma kick you in your face. I'ma you mm-hmm. pulling on me and stuff like that. Like you causing little arguments. Like pay attention to the signs. And I understand that everybody not raised the same way as others. So certain people, I've noticed it. You know, being from Detroit, and I and I hate to just put it like that because some people are raised to notice the signs quicker than others. If you notice them, go ahead and don't even try to. Don't even test that or wait for it. Trust yourself. And Your get out of the relationship. And, get, and leave. Okay, leave. so here's the thing. There is a list of diff- different things. So telling the victim that they can never do anything right. You notice your partner mm-hmm. showing jealousy of the victim's family or friends or when you spend the time away. Accusing you of cheating. That's a major one. Keeping yeah. or discouraging the victim from seeing friends or family members. They try to get you by yourself. And yeah. Embarrassing or shaming the victim with put downs if they try to break you down mentally. See, we're talking about physical abuse, but there's emotional, there's mm-hmm. mental abuse, um, mental abuse, and just like that mental abuse or that mental exhaustion is hard on you. That mental abuse can stay with you for a lifetime. So just recognize that stuff early. You know what I'm saying? Controlling the money that you spend or taking your money, looking at, at looking at or at Acting in ways that scare the person they're abusing. If they do some stuff that's just like, oh, that seems a little bit scary. That's a that's a red flag. Right. Get out of the situation. You know what I'm saying? When they start trying to control who you see or dictating how you dress and what you wear. Remember I said he got mad at, uh, at lipstick. If they start stalking you or monitoring your move, you know, putting a GPS on your phone on your phone or you know that you know how on the iPhones they have that uh, ability to be able to share your location where they're forcing you to share your location that's a problem that's not normal behavior so those are things that that we can work if they're threatening to kill you or to hurt your loved ones or your pets they trying to intimidate you with guns and knives and weapons all of those are red flags you need to run for your life because your life is not promised to you let me tell you you can think it's just a regular fight or you know he just upset this time and that could be the day that he takes your life right like don't don't even again don't play with that stuff go ahead and get out start to prepare yourself and another key thing that a lot of people don't pay attention to or miss is they'll give you a lot of highs to give you a lot of lows Mm -hmm. so one day it's oh you you so good you this baby i love you you just my everything then two days later you ain't nothing you ain't do this ain't nobody gonna love you like i do so one minute you feeling real good and oh yeah he really loved me then the next minute you bring you back down and you broken and then oh baby you know i was upset you know i was mad Mm -hmm. my bad you know i love you and it's it's a cycle uh-huh. It's, it's or or they beating the hell out of you and then the next minute they go buy you a new car or they buy you some shoes and gifts or flowers and so now you think oh they love me it's so great and then next week they beating you again like get out of the relationship early you see what I'm saying and the, and and one of the things that I noticed they said is that you the hardest the, the most times where victims are being murdered is the two weeks after they leave so mm-hmm. if you leave you know what I mean let 
people know where you are, but don't let that person know where you where you're going. And if you got family and friends who are cool with him or that will tell, don't tell those people where you're going. There are shelters and things that you can go to. And if you are in a shelter, not only for your safety, but the safety of all of the people who are in the shelter, do not disclose the location of those abuse shelters. That can risk right. not only your life, but the life of uh, the lives of other people and their children. So I don't care if you want to go back, you go back on your own terms, but don't you drag somebody else to hell with you. And if you have children, it's even more important. And I know sometimes you're like, well, he pays all the bills or, or she makes the most money in the relationship. But at the end of the day, what is your life worth? Right. Have, there is help out there. Right. And have you just one person or one cousin, one friend that this person, your significant other just ain't never been around them or never been to their house before. Y'all see them and stuff, but you got that one person like, I know he don't know where this person lives. And if you leave and you're in a relationship, don't take your cell phone with you. No, you leave that phone because that phone has the ability to be tracked. And if they are really like controlling and crazy and they intelligent, you want to leave that phone behind so that they can't figure out where it is that you are. If you can leave the car, have somebody come get you. You see what I'm saying? Just, you know what I mean? Don't, don't give them a way to be able to track your whereabouts. And this, this one is a major, major, very important. Do not feel embarrassed to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Like, believe it or not, somebody then been through it, then seen it, then know somebody. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, if you got, again, that one friend who you know you can just confide in, ain't going to judge you, you'll be surprised how they show up for you. But tell somebody. Don't just be going through that stuff alone. Mm-hmm. So half the time, people already see it. But it's one of those situations where you don't want to come to somebody and be like, girl, I know this show. I a little black today. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to do that. So you you would just hope that that person come to you. Trust me. I've seen it. I've, again, I'm not saying this stuff just out of I heard. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So you have that courage to be like, look, I, I, I know you didn't see my eye a little messed up. I know you didn't see my nose jacked up. You know, no, nah, this ain't no cars. Then. No, I ain't opened the cabinet the wrong way. This is what's going on. Like, don't be embarrassed because you, you need help. Be okay with needing help. Same, same thing going back to mental health issues mm-hmm. don't think oh i'm saying they're gonna think i'm crazy no you're perfectly sane to say hey my emotions is off my i've been thinking crazy thoughts lately i need some type of help that makes you that makes you stronger i i read something where it said you know me it's okay to cry showing that vulnerability makes you even stronger crying is is, is a sign of strength so going to go get some help is a sign of strength. Hey, I, I ain't messed up with it. I thank God for Charlemagne putting them books out there. Well, putting shook ones out there and mm-hmm. talking about his mental health issues to let other men know, hey, it's okay. We we be dealing with a lot. Women deal with a lot. Men deal with a lot. We First of all, we coming through 400 plus years of traumatic experience. Y'all think we we ain't a little messed up? Come on now. Let, let's, let's just keep it one thing. So... Please, if you ever seek help in anything, really, in anything, 
don't be afraid or ashamed to do it. Like going back to the third key, it's cool with being corrected. And and number four, fall in love with learning. To do both of those things, you gotta ask for some type of help. You gotta be willing to get that help. It's especially for for the ones who always you ain't got no kids. You ain't especially if you got some kids. Mm-hmm. Because they wa- they watching everything that you do. And see what we don't realize is that you're subconsciously programming your children you're, to mm-hmm. either accept that or to completely run away from that. But you never know until they're faced with that same situation, and that could be a generational curse. Domestic violence is a generational curse in some families. So you got the grandmother who's gone through it. The mother who's gone through it and then now the daughter who's gone through it and you never know how that is going to uh going to show up in that next generation's life that could be the generation that is wiped out that has been murdered because that generational curse was not broken before it got down to that next generation so we have got to be so serious about it and if you need help i'm telling you you can reach out to us you can hit us up on facebook we will send you resources we can do it anonymously anonymously we'll we'll never put you on blast because Mm -hmm. ultimately we laugh we joke we like to have fun we you know we your sisters but we got your back and we're gonna hold you down so if you need us we are here we get jump in our inboxes we already have organizations that we know are working in different communities that can help you and we can send you to those resources okay Yes. And another thing, I'm noticing we talking about toxic relationships tonight and we're going to touch on this briefly. We're going to have to come back to it cuz I know we're getting to the end of our show, but we wanted the most important relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. Yep. You can have a toxic relationship. Like I said there was a, a brother that that uh committed suicide this past weekend and a few other brothers who were attempting suicide and it's important that we work on the relationships that we have with ourselves. What are the things that we are telling our ourselves you know when we waking up in the morning when we going to sleep at night when we looking in the mirror at ourselves what is it that we see and it's important to get counseling seek therapy you know what I mean and be mindful of if you're in a toxic relationship with yourself because ultimately if you are in a toxic relationship with yourself you're not going to be able to discern if you're in a toxic relationship and and, and with someone else Mm -hmm. or if you're in a toxic work environment because you're going to think this is what it's supposed to feel like Right. You know what I mean? Or You're not going to be able me. to recognize this, this is, is normal. This is what I deserve. And it's like, no, you deserve so much more than that. No, you have got to love yourself. Self-love is the best love. And I know that there's a, a self-love thing theme going right now. And it's almost become cliche, but it is so true. Yeah. Take, take a day, like she said, a week. Do what you got to do. First of all. When you wake up in the morning, know who you are. Look in the mirror and just tell yourself, like, hey, hey, I love you. You know, you the bomb. You this. You know, so. Affirmation. Affirmation. When, that way, when somebody else tell you something, it won't be a surprise to you. Mm-hmm. When somebody tell me I look good, thank you. When somebody tell me I'm ugly, thank you. Whatever. That's your opinion. Don't don't get too caught up on the highs. And don't get too caught up on the lows. My daddy says that. For real, because if you get too caught up on somebody giving you all this confirmation, and this, all this you're build start, up, yeah, you're gonna start seeking the validation. You're gonna feel so high, and then when somebody comes in mm-hmm. with you low, you're gonna feel super low. Like, yeah. oh my god, this person thought I was. So you, you gotta just be keep easy in that balance. Yeah, okay, easy that's how kill. you feel. You know, whatever. I might not be his cup of tea, but dude over there ready to drink my bath water. Come on now, I mean, it is what it is. 
So you really, you you really got to be that. Somebody told me to my face, like, you you cool. Like, like I, that's all I was. You you cool. You right, I am cool. To a whole lot of people. Thank you. You, you ain't telling me something I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you just got to keep that mind frame and talk to yourself. Change your perspective. Change your mind. Because some, in some of these situations, you just may be that toxic entity. You might be that person. Mm-hmm. That goes back to managing your energy. That goes back to being intentional. Mm-hmm. Do, do your reflecting. Reflect on yourself mm-hmm. and say, dang, you know what? That was me. Uh, and make sure you have morals and standards those are important make sure you have morals and standards because when you have morals and standards then there are certain things that people just can't do to you because you're like oh hold on that's below my standard I can't accept that and then in the beginning when you're starting doing your affirmations and you're looking in the mirror and you're like oh you so beautiful it's gonna feel weird if you've never done it and it's gonna Mm -hmm. be difficult but I want you to keep doing it keep doing it until it becomes your norm and I'm telling you the more you do it the more excited and full of energy it's going to get you so you just it's going to become normal so just keep on saying it even if you don't believe it one day it's gonna you're gonna know it and you're gonna be walking down the street one day you're gonna be like i am beautiful i am the shit yes oh look at how the sun hits my skin and glistens on that melanin i'm looking good okay you know what i mean you gonna feel good good. and when you look good when you feel good you look good and when you look good, your confidence high. When your confidence high, then you attract the partner that you are supposed to have. You yeah. see what I'm saying? As opposed to picking at the bottom of the barrel. My mama say, you can't pick from the bottom of the barrel. Don't pick from the bottom of the barrel. Shine your light and scoop them up from the top. Man, hey, another story. Somebody, the creme de la creme. Somebody told me that. They said that they even their daddy was like, oh my God, dude, ugly. Why would you want to talk to him? And she said she didn't have enough self-worth that she thought, well, he liked me, so I'm going to just rock with him. Like, yeah, she didn't even she, like she, him. She, 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 she was, was just like, like, he liked me. He liked so me, so I'm just going to go with it. Like, I didn't think like, I could that's all she had. Like, no, you mm-hmm. got to look at yourself. Like, now you I'm not crass. saying treat nobody like they just nothing or anything like that don't 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 play yourself now but you should know hey i'm worthy of whatever it is that i set out to get so you want that job you worthy of that job just put in your work you want that man just let him be single because uh yeah All that, whatever you go for, just go for it wholeheartedly. Know that you really are worthy. Like, you got this. Ba- baby girl, we got this. Booyah. Okay? Period. Period. Just just stay focused and really, really, I don't want to say talk to yourself. Well, you can talk to yourself, but my auntie say don't answer yourself. <laughs> but, but really, you know, start with your affirmations and seek help if you need it. If you just feel like I can't do this on my own, go ahead and seek help. Again, even if you don't think you need it, seek help. Seek help. Therapy, yeah. there is nothing wrong with getting a therapist and dealing with your stuff because sometimes what you think is depression might just be your environment, really. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? You might be thinking you're depressed, it might be your environment, but it's hard for you to be able to see. 
when you're in the midst of it. And so a therapist is like a non-biased, uh, uh, a non-biased third party that can kind of see things from the outside looking in as opposed to the inside looking out. And so that's important because talking to your friends, the friends are biased. And so sometimes yeah. they, they may have the greatest intentions, but they might not give you the best advice. And so talking to a therapist will be important for you. And I know y'all think it's, it's, it's places that will do free or discounted therapy on a sliding scale. And there are so many organizations out there that you can receive help from. And so if you need that, jump in our inbox, slide in our DMs. We are here for you. We want to help you as best that we can. We got resources ready to go so that you can get the help you need and let's in 2020 and beyond in this new age let's make going to therapy cool let's make working through our traumas cool let's make not being in toxic relationships cool that's what's cool you know what i'm saying that's the wave let's not be toxic ourselves hello let let that be work through your trauma because when you're working through your trauma that's how you make sure that you're not toxic but we are at the very end of our show and we want to make sure we dropped them all throughout the show we was dropping keys left and right we hope you were taking notes remember we told y'all y'all take notes because we gonna stay dropping them keys but just so that you know where we at now let's go over them keys again number one Morals and standards. Number two. Communication. Number three. It's cool to be corrected. It's okay. That's how you grow. Number four. Fall in love with learning. Number five. Be intentional. That's my favorite one. Be intentional. Number six. Keep Keep the codes. Number seven. Stay loyal. Loyal. Stay loyal. Loyalty. 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 And, and number eight. eight. What is tonight's code? If we have to talk about, we're talking about toxic relationships. Well, man, mental health matters. Number eight. Mental, mental health, health matters. matters. Mental health matters, guys. It just does, man. Get the help that you need. Don't let people think you crazy because you talking to a therapist. They crazy because they got all of these issues and they trying to drink and smoke them away. Right. And along with that, knowing your worth. What? So we going to add number nine? We're going to we're going to give them a twofer. We going we if you paid attention to episode 1, we gave you a twofer cuz you needed them both. And this <laughs> this is the same way. They one and the same. Mental health matters. Know your no, worth. They one and the same. Yes. Number eight and number nine for the night. Mental health matters and know your worth. So when we get to number 10, we got something less special for y'all. Okay. I'm excited about number 10. I am too. Cause I that means that mean we get that mean we get to give away something. Oh, we got a giveaway coming next week. Yeah. Oh. We hope y'all listen. Because we don't want you to miss out, and that whether you're listening to it as we drop it, or you're going back and you're listening, uh, listening to this for years to come, these codes and these keys that we're giving you, they never go out of style. They never will be played out. You can apply these same things to your life 10, 20, or 30 years from now. This is that real live stuff. We love you. We're gonna bounce and get up out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. This is your girl, Jenny Calhoun, signing off. And my sister from another mister. Okay, Kate from the 313. Y'all know it's me. Ow. Mm-hmm.